Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bi huda amma ba'd. First and foremost, we welcome our brothers and our sisters back to the first Friday night lesson after the completion of the blessed month of Ramadan. And as Sheikh Abu Abdul Rahman had mentioned, that by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal, there will be a lesson every Friday night rotated between myself and uh, Sheikh Khalid Muhammad. Tonight, my dear brothers and sisters, we will be discussing a topic which has always been a topic of great importance since the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, since it is something that he himself spoke about. <clears throat> and that is the topic of the saved sect in Islam. The saved sect, or in Arabic, there's two things that we understand from this title. <clears throat> the first is regarding sect. A saved sect means that within this ummah, there are sects and they exist. The second is saved. There is a sect that is saved. <clears throat> and what that means is, as we will see, saved in the dunya and in the akhirah. And what we learn from that is that there are some sects which are not saved. So if there's a saved sect, then there has to be sects that are not saved. This is common sense. But before we speak about the saved sect, and division, it's important that we remember Islam is built upon unity and uniting. This is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah azza wa jal, he says in the Quran, وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Allah Azza wa Jal orders and he says hold firmly all of you to the rope of Allah together and do not become divided. This is an order from Allah. Hold firmly all of you onto what? The rope of Allah together. That's unity and do not become divided. So unity, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the main objective of Islam. For the Muslims to unite, and to be united. And there are many verses and ahadith, and works of the Salaf, that speak about the importance of jama'ah, 
Because with jama'ah there is strength and with division the there is weakness. But what many people do not understand is how this unity must work. Or if we were to ask a question, what is unity based upon? The ulama of tafsir from the sahaba and the salaf, radiyallahu anhum, when they spoke about this verse, وَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ Hold on to the rope of Allah. They made tafsir regarding the rope of Allah. Hani, are you looking for something? Anyone that's parked a white Camry outside, please move it as it's blocking cars. Barakallahu feekum. For the rope of Allah Azza wa Jal, which Allah told onto it together. What is it? What is the rope of Allah Azza wa Jal that he wants us to hold on to? The Salaf interpret from the Sahaba and onwards. They said the rope of Allah is the Qur'an. And some of them said the rope of Allah Azza wa Jal is the deen, the religion. And some said the rope of Allah is the jama'ah. So Allah Azza wa Jal orders us to hold on to something united. And that thing is the Qur'an. And the jama'ah. And the deen. Which is the Qur'an and the sunnah. What we understand from this my dear brothers and sisters is that the unity which Allah expects from us is unity upon truth. Not falsehood. We cannot unite with falsehood. Truth can never unite with falsehood. And we mention this point because you have some ignorant Muslims or misguided Muslims who try to paint a picture of unity in an incorrect way. And they accuse the people of truth of disunity. Where they say, yous are dividing the ummah. This is a lot of rubbish. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prophesied that the ummah will split into sects. So when we unite, what do we unite upon? When people claim and say, we are all Muslims together, we should be united. Yes, this statement from the outside is true. Allah loves unity. But unity upon what? How do we unite with people that curse the companions, radiallahu anhum? What unity is there? How do we unite with people upon falsehood? This is foolishness. A unity, my dear brothers and sisters, that is praised, that is what Allah expects, is unity on the haqq.
And whoever does not unite on the truth, they are the ones that have caused the division, not the people of truth. This is very important. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned in the hadith, and he gave a nasiha, an advice. He said, I advise you to have taqwa of Allah azza wa jal. I advise you to have taqwa. And I advise you to listen and obey. Even if an Abyssinian slave becomes your leader. As-sam'u wa ta'a. Obey your leader. Even if he's an Abyssinian slave. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, Those of you who will live a long time after me, meaning those who come after me, us and those before us, he said, you will see a lot of differences. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew this from Allah. He said, you will see a lot of differences. So what did he advise? He said, so hold fast to my sunnah. And the sunnah of the khulafa al-rashidin after me, al-mahdiyin, the rightly guided khalifs which are Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhum. So look at the solution the Prophet sallallahu is giving for the division that's going to happen. You will see a lot of differences and that's what we see today. Ikhtilaf upon ikhtilaf upon ikhtilaf. Sect after sect after sect. And what did the Prophet sallallahu say? Hold on to my sunnah and bite onto it with your molar teeth. Meaning hold onto it very firmly. He then said, and beware of newly invented matters. The bid'ah. For every newly invented matter is misguidance or innovation, and every innovation is misguidance, and all misguidance is in hellfire. So the Prophet وسلم, Allah taught him what will happen within this ummah. So the division, my brothers and sisters, that people try best to avoid is not something we can avoid. It's something prophesied. Allah Azza wa Jal spoke about this through the Prophet And this is where our topic comes. The saved sect. There are many sects. And they are all destroyed. But out of all the sects, there is one. So it's important that we know who this one saved sect is. And what are its pillars? What are their qualities? What are their attributes? In hope that inshallah we can be from them. Would we not want to be from the saved sect? Of course. Who wouldn't? The Prophet ﷺ in the hadith, he said the Yahud split into 71 sects. 
the Jews split into 71 sects. He said all of them in hellfire except one. That one sect are the followers of Musa السلام, the true followers of Musa. They're the one saved sect from amongst the Yahud. He said, and the Christians split into 72 sects, all of them in hellfire except one. And again, that one saved sect of Christianity are the true followers of Isa السلام, in his time. He then said, and by the one who the soul of Muhammad وسلم, is in his hands by Allah, my ummah will split into 73 sects, all of them in hellfire except one. So they asked Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, who is this one sect? Who is this one sect out of all that will be saved? And then he said, They are the ones who are upon what me and my companions are upon. Meaning the ones that follow Islam as Rasulullah and the Sahaba followed it. They follow the same belief as the Prophet and his companions. They follow the same manhaj as the Prophet and his companions. They take their deen from them. In another narration he said, they are the main body of Muslims, the jama'ah. So this is the saved sect, my dear brothers. And it is called Al-Firqa Al-Najiyah. The saved sect. Because it's saved from the rest. And this is one of the names given to Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. The saved sect. Al-Firqa Al-Najiyah. Just like another title is Al-Ta'if Al-Mansura. The victorious group. And Ahlul Hadith is another name given to Ahlul Sunnah. And Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah is a name. So the people of truth, they have many titles. And this is normal. And this brings up another point. Someone might ask, why should we give ourselves titles? Are we Muslim? Didn't Allah call us Muslim in the Quran? We say yes. But today, you cannot distinguish yourself from others just by calling yourself a Muslim. Because everyone calls themselves a Muslim or that, those who attribute themselves to Islam. The Rafida call themselves Muslim. The Ghulat of the Sufiya call themselves Muslim. The Druze call themselves... Even the Alawiya, the Nusayriya call themselves Muslim. So when the name gets hijacked, by deviance, you find the people of truth then give themselves a name to distinguish themselves from others. That way you know the difference between truth and falsehood. Ahlus Salaf, Salafiya, Atharia, these were all names the people of truth gave themselves. Someone might ask but the, or say, where did this come from, this titling? As in, this is not from Islam. Someone might say this. We say it's absolutely from Islam. The first person, believe it or not, 
to use the word Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah was the great companion Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. So if titling the people of truth was wrong, why would the Sahaba do it? When Abdullah ibn Abbas done tafsir of the ayah where Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, يَوْمَ تَبْيَضُّ وُجُوهُ وَتَسْوَدُّ وُجُوهُ Allah says on the Day of Judgment, some faces will be bright and some faces will be dark. Abdullah ibn Abbas, go back to his tafsir, he says, those whose faces are white, they are Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. He didn't say they are the Muslims. They are Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. He said, and those whose faces are dark, they are the people of bid'ah and misguidance. This is the tafsir of the Sahaba. So the people of truth having titles, my dear brothers and sisters, yes, we are Muslim. We call ourselves Muslim. There's no doubt about that. And that's what Allah named us. But for the people of truth to have titles that distinguishes them from falsehood, there's nothing wrong with this, as this was the practice of some of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. So this saved sect, my dear brothers and sisters, think of it as like a pearl. SubhanAllah. It is a pearl between darkness. It's a light between darkness. This saved sect has a methodology that it follows. It has a way that it practices its religion. What is the manhaj of the saved sect? First and foremost, the saved sect is the one that adheres, it sticks to the manhaj of Rasulullah and his companions. That's their first quality. They stick to the manhaj. And what that means is, they practice Islam the way the Prophet ﷺ and his companions practiced Islam. This, my brothers and sisters, is a good checklist for myself and for you. We all want to be from the saved sect, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. So, implement the conditions or the criteria. Think of it as a criteria in order to be from them. The second quality or the second pillar of the saved sect is that it always returns to the word of Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam whenever a disagreement occurs. فَإِن تَنَازَعْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ and if you differ in anything, return it back to Allah and His Messenger. So the Firqa Najia, the saved sect, if they ever get into a dispute or a debate or a disagreement in anything, whether it's aqidah or fiqh or seer or whatever it is, they take the affair back to Allah and His Messenger. This is their quality. It is also their quality, my dear brothers and sisters, that they never, ever give preference 
to the word of a human being over the word of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The saved sect never puts the word of anyone on top of the word of Allah and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because this is what Allah commands. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillahi wa rasooli. O oh, you who believe, do not put yourselves above and in front of Allah and His Messenger. What is this command? Teaching us that the word of Allah and the word of Rasulullah is above the word of everyone else, no matter who it is. No matter which imam, which sheikh, which scholar, which school of thought, no matter who, no matter what sect, no matter what methodology, no matter what way of thought, nothing is given preference over the word of Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah the great companion and the cousin of Rasulullah when he was asked a question and he gave the answer and he said Rasulullah said such and such they said to him but we heard Abu Bakr and Umar say such and such what was his response? Ibn Abbas is giving an answer according to Rasulullah. So the people replied with, But Abu Bakr and Umar, and who is Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhuma? The greatest of this ummah after its messenger. The most knowledgeable of the ummah after its messenger. And Abdullah ibn Abbas to teach them a lesson and to teach. The entire Ummah a lesson, he said, Allahu Akbar. I tell you, Rasulullah said such and such, and you are telling me Abu Bakr and Umar said such and such. He said, I fear a punishment from the skies falling upon us. To teach them that not even Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhumah, not even Abu Bakr and Umar's word can have value over the word of Rasulullah So the question is, my dear brothers and sisters, what about those who are less than Abu Bakr and Umar? How many times today do we hear it? Whether it's a mas'ala in fiqh, or aqidah, or whatever it is, you tell the person the sunnah of Rasulullah but then they say, but my sheikh said this. Or but this madhab said this. Or this imam said this. Allahu Akbar. Do not put yourselves in front of Allah and his messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is a quality of the saved sect. 
Another one of their qualities, my dear brothers and sisters, is that the Firqa Najia, the saved sect, it values Tawheed and it warns from Shirk. Tawheed is the most important thing to the saved sect because we were created for that purpose. So you find the saved sect always emphasizing the importance of Tawheed and warning against Shirk. Unlike the people of innovation, those who are not from the saved sect, who accuse Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah of always talking about Tawheed. Why do you always talk about Tawheed and Shirk? Allahu Akbar. Is there anything greater or more important to talk about? The entire message was sent to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to speak about these two topics. To protect Tawheed and to warn from shirk. The saved sect, my dear brothers and sisters, it always tries to revive the sunnah. Because sometimes the sunnah dies out. And the saved sect will always revive it. Whether it's through their worship. They will implement the sunnah in their ibadah. Or through their suluk, their behavior. Or in their lives or by their tongue. The saved sect is always reviving the sunnah. Until they become strange in the eyes of others. And this is the reality. The saved sect, my dear brothers and sisters are looked at by others. And when we say others, we mean the other Muslims before the non-Muslims. They are looked at as strange. Once you take that path of guidance, remember that, my dear brothers and sisters, the path of truth, the path of truth, it can be a lonely path. But you have Allah, that's all that matters. They become strangers in the eyes of people. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Tuba lil Glad tidings to the strangers. He then explained who they are. He said, Those who correct and put right what the people have corrupted. What a beautiful attribute. They correct what the people corrupt. The world, my dear brothers and sisters, in general, it likes facade and corruption. And Nabi Wasallam has mentioned this. The more time goes on, the more corruption spreads. And you find the people, they love it. <clears throat> but the people of truth will always make upright and teach and warn against this facade. That's their quality. And because of that, they are looked at as strangers. And the Prophet ﷺ praised them. So do not ever feel down or left out if you feel different to others. Alhamdulillah, this is a great quality to have. This is Azza, honor. That the Muslim has his own identity different to others. This is something that you should be proud of as a Muslim. And you hold your head high with it. 
also the saved sect, my dear brothers and sisters, it does not have ta'assub. And ta'assub means despised adherence. Ta'assub is when you cling or hold on to something, but too much in a negative way, other than the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And it's translated as bigoted adherence. The saved sect does not have ta'assub to the sayings of any human except the saying of Allah and his Rasul This is the only thing the saved sect has ta'assub towards. As for every other person, everyone besides Allah and his messenger وسلم, no matter how great they are, my dear brothers and sisters, no matter how great of imams they are and they were, the saved sect does not have ta'asub to anyone because every person besides the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam makes mistakes even in conveying and passing the message this is the reality and nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said kullu ibni adam khata every son of adam makes mistakes and the best of them are those who repent so if everyone makes mistakes then that shows we cannot blindly follow anyone in everything that they say. The saved sect does not do this. And from those who emphasized on this point was the great Imam Malik, rahimahullah. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he said, every person Every person's opinion is debatable, has the right to be accepted or rejected, except the owner of this grave. And he pointed to the grave of Rasulullah. That's Imam Malik. The one that people have to asub towards him today. He himself said, every person, his opinion can be accepted or rejected, except the owner of this grave. If he spoke, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا As for everyone else, everyone is a human. They could be correct and they could be incorrect. And we apply this methodology on everyone from the Salaf and onwards. The saved sect, my dear brothers and sisters, Another way to understand them or to know who they are is as the ulama have spoken about them to be Ahlul Hadith, the people of Hadith. And this is an honor that they are attributed to the Hadith of Rasulullah. Because you find all corrupted ideologies and sects and the deviant sects, they all attribute to something or someone. The deviant corrupted sects, my dear brothers and sisters, 
even their, their names, their titles, it is attributed to something false. Like the Khawarij, for example. Their name is taken because of their deviant action of Khuruj. The Qadariyya are called the Qadariyya because of their corruption in Qadar. The Mu'tazila are called Mu'tazila because of the founders doing i'tizal from the gathering of Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah. The Rafida are called Rafida because of their Rafd. And some sects are attributed to their founders, the Jahmiya, are called Jahmiya because they're followers of Jahmi ibn Safwan. The Ashairah are called Ashairah because they follow Abu al-Hasan al-Ash'ari. And the list goes on. But the people of truth, look what they attributed to. Ahlul Hadith. Allahu Akbar. What an honor. The people of Hadith. Because they stick and adhere to the Hadith. And they do not, as we mentioned, blind follow anyone. If we go to the great Imams themselves, who they themselves, bi'ithnillah, are from the saved sect. Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad, rahimahumullah. Insha'Allah, yes, they are all from the saved sect, no doubt. We mention these four in particular because people blindly follow and have ta'assub towards these four. What did they say? Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah. He has many statements. From them is where he said, if a hadith is found to be sahih, if you determine a hadith to be sahih, then that is my madhab. Allahu Akbar. Is there anything more clear? Anything more beautiful? Abu Hanifa was from Ahlul Hadith, bi'ithnillah. If the Hadith is Sahih, then that is my madhab. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, the great Imam, Darul Hijra, the Imam of Medina. What did he say? He said, Indeed, I am only a human. Look at the humbleness of the great Imams. He said, Indeed, I am only a human. Sometimes I am correct, and sometimes I make mistakes. This is how you know he is a true scholar. Not someone that is deceived by himself and thinks himself to be infallible. And you have to follow my opinion. And my opinion is above everyone. No! This is how you recognize the true ulama. He said, I am a human. Sometimes I'm correct. And sometimes I am not correct. He then said, so investigate my opinions. Whatever agrees with the book of Allah and the sunnah, accept it. And whatever does not agree with them, leave it. This is the saved sect, my brothers. This is who the saved sect are. 
No one except a saved sect honors the Quran and the Sunnah the way they do. No one honors the Quran and the Sunnah except a saved sect. Everyone else honors something else above them. That's the truth. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, the great Imam, he said, everything that I say for which there is something authentically related from Rasulullah contrary to my saying, he's telling us, if I have said something and there is a hadith that is in contrary to what I have said, then the hadith of Rasulullah comes first. He then said, and do not make taqlid, blind following. This is the advice of the great Imams. Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, he said, do not make taqlid of me. Imam Ahmad, and he was the last of the four madhabs. He said, do not Blindly follow myself, nor blindly follow Malik, nor blindly follow Ash-Shafi'i, nor blindly follow Imam Al-Awza'i, nor blindly follow Sufyan Al-Thawri. Look at his advice. Do not blind follow us. He then said, but rather take from what we took from meaning the kitab and the sunnah yes these are our great imams who we need to teach us our religion there is no doubt about that but they themselves did not want you my dear brother and sister to blindly follow them and especially they never wanted you to put their words above the words of Allah and his messenger. Ever. This is a huge accusation against the great imams. And if you put their words above the words of Rasulullah You have disrespected these great imams with the greatest of, disre- of re- disrespect. No matter how much you claim to love them. And I promise you, if they were alive, they would hate you for the sake of Allah for it. They would. Because they lived their life for the sunnah. But everyone is prone to make mistake. So this is the saved sect, my dear brothers. And subhanallah, its vision is very clear. Its manhaj is very clear. And when you look at other ways, you find confusion. So much confusion. But when you follow simple Islam, the way it was sent down by Allah and His Messenger, it becomes very clear. And wallahi, Islam is so beautiful and so simple. But it's the people that complicate it sometimes. So the saved sect, my dear brothers and sisters, 
This is their methodology and they have signs also. From their signs, as we mentioned, is that they are few amongst the people. That's the reality. The people of truth, my dear brothers and sisters, have never been the huge, vast majority of people. Because this path, the path of truth, it's not easy for people to accept it and adhere to it. So if you find yourself on it, say, Alhamdulillah, Allah has chosen me to be from that few. Even Allah in the Quran, what does he say? And few of my servants are shakur. A few of my servants are thankful. Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu was one day walking and he heard a man making dua. And he was saying, Allahumma ja'alna min al-aqilla. Oh Allah, make us from the few. Oh Allah, make me from the few. Allah, make me from the few. So Umar ibn al-Khattab has never heard this dua. So he stopped the man. And he said, what's this dua you're making? So then the man said to Umar ibn al-Khattab, Allah says, few of my servants are thankful. And then Umar ibn al-Khattab began to cry. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu. But my dear brothers and sisters, yes, jama'ah and unity, Islam calls for it. And it brings strength, there's no doubt about that. But never expect the haqq to be in great numbers. And never be deceived by great numbers. Even Allah says, if you follow most of mankind, they would lead you astray. Some people are deceived by this concept. Some masjids and marakes and centers and whatever it is, they actually believe that they are on truth because they might have the majority of people that attend their masjid. This is nonsense. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba were few. The salaf al-salih were few amongst the very large. Majority, when you are strange, my dear brothers and sisters, you're going to be isolated and you're going to be looked at differently in your ummah, even maybe within your own family. This is a path only few can tread it. But what an honor! Glad tidings to the strangers. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, so the saved sect, they are abandoned by most of the people. But this does not harm them. As we will see in the hadith. And this was the way of Rasulullah He was a sadiq al-ameen. He was the trusted. He was uh, the truthful. His people loved him. They used to go to him to resolve their issues and, and, and. There was no one like Muhammad But as soon as he came with Tawheed, they called him a magician, sorcerer, a madman, the name calling. Even when he received the Risala, when Jibreel first came to the Prophet we all read it in the seerah. What did the Prophet ﷺ do? He got scared and he went to Aisha, uh, to Khadija radiallahu anha 
And he said, Zammiluni, Zammiluni, cover me, cover me. Khadija radiallahu anha took him to her cousin, Waraka ibn Nawfal, who was one of the last people on true Christianity. One of the last people to be following Isa alayhi salam correctly. And what did Waraka ask the Prophet He said, what did you see? And he explained to Waraka what he saw. So Waraka said to him, that's the same angel that came to Musa, meaning Jibreel alayhi salam. Then what did Waraka say? He said, I wish I was in my prime youth where I can support you when your people kick you out and turn against you. Nabi Sallallahu got shocked. My people, they absolutely love me. They're going to turn against me and drive me out. So Waraka said to him, no one comes with what you come with except that his people turn against him. But this is Islam, my brothers and sisters. Islam is not about pleasing the people. It's about pleasing Allah Azza wa And if you please Allah, Allah will make the people pleased with you, as the hadith has mentioned. But this is not our objective and aim. If Allah is pleased with us, and the entire creation are displeased with us, we say Alhamdulillah. As long as we have Allah's pleasure. This is the saved sect. And they are At-Ta'ifa Al-Mansura, the victorious group. That's also their name. And that came in the hadith where the Prophet said, There will not cease to be a group from my ummah victorious upon the truth. There will always remain, what did he call it? A ta'ifa. You know what a ta'ifa is, my brothers? Ta'ifa means a small group. He did not say, my entire ummah will remain upon the... No. He said a group from my ummah will remain upon the truth victorious. He then said, those who oppose them will not harm them. Those who oppose them will not harm them until the command of Allah comes and they remain upon that way. So the saved sect is the victorious sect. The Ta'ifa al-Mansura. Again, if we go to the words of the Salaf and we ask, who is this victorious group? What does victory mean? Victory means... They succeed, they win in the dunya and the akhirah. And it's one group. Abdullah ibn Mubarak, ibn al-Mubarak, rahimahullah, from the Salaf, the great Imam, Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak, he said, according to me, the victorious group, they are ashabul hadith. They are the people of hadith. And the scholars of hadith. Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah. He said, the victorious group, they are ahlul hadith. And Imam Ahmad rahimahullah, he said, he was asked about the victorious group. And they asked him, 
is the victorious group the people of Hadith? He said, if it is not them, I do not know who it is. That's how beautiful the Sunnah is. And the Hadith is. So everyone is part of a sect, my brothers and sisters, whether you like it or not. Sallallahu said it. The Ummah will split into sect. question is, which one do we as Muslims want to be from? Be from the 72 that enter hellfire. And what this means is that from those sects will either be in hellfire forever because they have exited Islam and some will enter the hellfire for their deviance, but they can eventually exit. But the saved sect is saved entirely. This is the sect that we should be striving to be from. This is the firqa and the ta'ifa that we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from them. Wallahu a'lam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.